The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. The investigation continues into that mass killing in Nova Scotia last month. 22 people were gunned down by a man named Gabriel Wartman. His uh, rampage started in the small town of Port-a-Pic, west of Truro. Now, a woman named Brenda Forbes was a neighbor of Wartman. Forbes says she reported to police an episode of domestic violence between Wartman and his girlfriend in 2013 that she witnessed the gunman's violence but is still struggling to be heard. Jane Gerst Jane Gerster is the national features reporter with Global News, recently wrote an article about what Forbes alleges. She joins us now. Jane, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So we know that Forbes and her husband were neighbors with the gunman. How long did they live beside him? What did they see? And, you know, what set off the alarm bells uh, for them? Yeah, absolutely. So they moved in in sort of the early 2000s, and they stayed there in Port-a-Pic for about a decade. Um, when they first when they first met him, you know, Brenda talked about how he seemed okay. Uh, he invited them over because he recognized both Brenda Forbes and her husband as being members of the military. And basically the first thing he did, she said, was show them a bunch of weapons and ask if he could help them get live rounds. So that was, you know, quite sort of off-putting from the start. A couple of years after that, you know, his partner, the gunman's partner, ran to her house, you know, and said she was being beaten and that he was blocking her car into the driveway and she, you know, she needed help. Uh, but Brenda couldn't convince her to, you know, to go to the police or to, to reach out to any sort of services at that time. And then sort of fast forward even more, uh, and you get to the 2013 incident, which is the one that she says she reported to the police, and the police say they have no record of. Um, hmm. And that one she wasn't actually present for. Um, the gunman's uncle, Glenn Wartman, was, and he's actually quite good friends with, with Brenda from their time in cadets. So, you know, that was... That one basically involved, according to Glenn Wortman, who we have spoken with as well, um, an extensive strangling episode uh, with his mm. partner. And when he, when Glenn Wortman passed this information along to Brenda, she felt compelled to reach out to the police. But for safety reasons, um, Glenn wasn't comfortable being a witness. So she says it didn't really go anywhere. Now, Jane, I know that... Um, uh Brenda talked to the uncle um, you you outlined this in your in your article and and he was afraid for his well-being and for his life as well wasn't he absolutely so I, I spoke with I spoke the other day actually with his uncle as well and I've heard the recording mm-hmm. that we mentioned in the piece where you know Brenda kind of wanted proof that she had spoken with someone about this and so she reached out to sort of you know ask him do you remember this um, when I when I spoke with him, he absolutely remembered it, but he said it wasn't the only time. He said it was quite common. So we know that there were several people then that knew about the gunman's violent past. Uh, Brenda went to police. Why didn't anyone else go? No, I don't know for everyone else why they didn't. I know that, you know, Glenn Wortman said it was a safety, you know, he was worried for his own safety. And I, you know, research around violence against women and domestic violence in particular is borne out that there is a lot of fear about speaking up in the sense that, you know, the person will still come after you and you won't actually be safe. So, you know, perhaps that's, that's playing a role here as well for some people. 
Now, it's it's interesting, though. So Brenda Forbes goes to the RCMP, but the RCMP saying they have no record of Brenda's complaint. Can you can you tell us what's going on there? I can tell you the best guess based on people I've spoken to. So, you know, we have Brenda on one side saying, I, you know, I went and I reported it to them. You have the RCMP officially on the other side saying, we have no record of this. Um, so I, I spoke with a couple of Mounties who Global decided not to identify because they're not authorized to speak about this case. Um, but they said there's a couple of reasons as they see it for why the RCMP would say they have no record. The first being that Brenda was mistaken which the Mounties I spoke with said they did not think that was the case, mm. just to be clear. Um, they said the other two alternatives would be whoever handled that case when Brenda called in didn't document it, or they did document it, but it didn't result in criminal charges. So after a set period of time, it was wiped off the record management system. Oh, okay. Uh, Jane Gerster joining us this afternoon. She's a national features reporter for, for Global News. Now, I, I, I find it um, interesting about this relation, not the relationship, but the what happened between the gunman and, and Brenda Forbes and, and her husband in the, in the, um, in the years that followed. Uh, she says that he's the reason why they left Nova Scotia. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, they left they left uh, Port O'Pic in 2014, which is, you know, very shortly after the 2013 incident that she reported. Um, yeah. And then they left Nova Scotia kind of, it wasn't, it wasn't far enough for them. So they left uh, in 2019 to go back to, um, to Alberta, um, which is where they were both originally from. But realistically, you know, kind of in the timeline that, that Brenda offers, you know, after after that incident in which the gunman's girlfriend came to her house and asked for help but ultimately went back to him, she said they, you know, they kind of had that uncomfortable relationship ongoing and it was just something was always off. And then later, you know, someone spread a rumor, some, you know, something happened in the community that seemed to set the gunman off. So he came, you know, raging to her house, she said, and sort of accosted her and her husband, not physically, but just a lot of yelling. Um, and then she said after that, for a while, he would just sort of stalk her outside her house and just she would see him for 30 minutes at a time, watching him through his, through the windows. Um, and at that point, she was just really, really uncomfortable. And, and her and her husband wanted to leave. And, and they didn't call police when he was allegedly doing that? She said they didn't at that time because they kind of had that sort of military mentality, she said, of when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And, mm. you know, she hadn't really, she just felt like nothing was working. So wow. she wanted she wanted to go where she was safe. So where does the investigation stand right now? I know that uh, the Premier of Nova Scotia saying he wouldn't plan a public inquiry because he's waiting to see what the Trudeau government decides today. The Prime Minister saying he won't commit to a federal inquiry. What's going on on, on that front? A lot of conversations. I, you know, I, a lot of things are really ongoing. And I think one of the mm. things that keeps coming up is people reminding everyone that it's really only been a month and there's so much so much evidence and so many interviews to sort through and stuff so you know i think there is you know really we are sort of in that stage of just really trying Waiting. to figure out what happened 
just waiting and see, well, to, you know, let the investigation play out and then I guess see what happens from there. Um, yeah, you'd think that an inquiry might uh, might be called at some point, but if one is waiting for the other, I guess uh, we'll see who waits out each other the longest on, on this. Jane, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. Uh, keep up uh, uh, the, the tough but really good work that you're doing on this file. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. That is uh, Jane Gerster joining me this afternoon, uh, National Features Reporter with Global News. Um, you can check out her article, her extensive article at globalnews.ca, also at 630ched.com.